we're supposed to draw what we think is our partner's best feature. Or our, our favorite feature. Our favorite body part of each other. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Oh man, yours is great! <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I can't draw, but I love his shoulders. I mean, come on now. That's my favorite thing. I like your butt. Hey y'all, we're back for another Bad Talks episode, and we thought today that we would talk about compatibility. How do you know when you are compatible with someone and when you have the right things in common? Okay, I know you have a lot to say on the subject, so I'll let you open it up. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, um, whatever time zone um, you podcaster listeners are located in. Uh, But yes, this subject or topic uh, for our bed talk discussions is in the area of compatibility or simply uh, being compatible. Um, Compatible uh, from a business relation standpoint, compatible from a personal relationship standpoint, compatibility period. Um, So before we get into this bed talk uh, or bedside manner discussion, um, let's uh, see what Miss Eno Ms. Eno, what does it mean to be compatible? You see how he shifted that back to me. That's cute. So I know for me, compatibility could be a lot of things. I know a a saying that we all hear commonly is opposites attract. And I think that could be true because initially we are drawn to people who may have characteristics that we wish we had or characteristics that we admire. But when I think about compatibility for the long run, and then when I look at couples who tend to have more longevity in the relationships, it seems like there is some like-mindedness there, but the compatibility comes into play in having similar interests and similar viewpoints, a similar vantage point, but they complement each other. So for example, when it comes to our shows, I always say to Kay, he's like very creative, out-of-the-box thinker, and I'm more of the writer of uh, taking that imagery and tying something to it. So we're compatible because we both have an interest in that that is creative, but we kind of take our creativity different ways. So it's very complimentary. What about you? What do you? I, I like about? how you I like how you said um, complimentary, um, which is still along the same lines of uh, like mindedness, um, unified. Um, I, you know, there are so many tests out there, you know, numbers test to see if you're compatible for this uh, particular person or or this person for you. And I can understand the importance of why people, you know, want to find the, the, the perfect, com- you know, compatibility test. Um, but I'm going to take a snippet from something you wrote months ago when you made reference to, guys, all these things are great. Technology is great. Having a numbering system is great. But let's not forget the common sense of things on when we feel like we are really connected to someone, okay, uh, or connected to a position. It's when the stars, as some people would say, are aligned. And it shows, wow, everything I like about this this person, since we are really focusing on you know relationships here, it just seems to be aligning up. Do I need to then go pull some, I don't know, cue cards? Um, to see, okay, if he has this, then that's a number one, or if she has that, that's a number eight. Or do I simply just sit and feel the compatibility or feel that I am compatible with this person or vice versa based on our interactions? I like that. I, you know, I know right now that dating online is a big thing, right? Mm, And using dating online apps. 
but I think, and then, you know, just to give you guys some background, you're probably aware of this, but with dating online, typically how they're making you match up with someone is you put in, you answer certain specific questions and criteria, and then they put Mm -hmm. in a system and then there's an algorithm that says, okay, this person may match better with you. Mm -hmm. But what's really interesting to me about that is even though they may match you pretty closely to people that have similar interests that seem to be compatible, it doesn't always work because mm-hmm. I think that's the, there's that human factor you mm-hmm. talked about of leaning into your intuition. Um, I, and, and this goes back to like sometimes we have lists and I totally, totally believe, and I could talk about this on a future show and creating a vision around what you want in a partner because I think that's important because it gives you an understanding of what's important to you. So then when that person's in front of you, you're more apt to see it, recognize it and appreciate it. But at the same time, I think because of the way we're dating and because with dating online specifically, it's almost so many, it seems to be such quantity that people rush through the process of getting to know someone and leaning into their intuitive feelings about something. And when you look back in hindsight on any relationship that didn't work or or things didn't go the way you thought they would, we always recognize the, the, the red flags, right? That's our intuition, but we ignore it. But I think applying it proactively in a forward way is is thinking more of how does this make me feel am i comfortable do i have clarity when i'm with this person as far as being you know able to be who i am or can you manage the red flags see let's be honest here you know i grew up in the church and for some of you all who have already seen our topic bed talks some of y'all are just freaks we know it and <laughs> when you saw bed talks like oh what are they going to talk about you know what positions you know let's be real we know that some of you all minds think that way so when i mentioned church uh some of your uh, i guess libidos just went from whatever to hundred to zero yeah so but no in church you know we had a portion where it was communion and communion for those of you who are familiar with the dynamics of of, of the church is simply fellowship it was a ritual um which showed again that you were compatible to your faith to your belief you were even compatible to what having that faith and belief may have entailed. Sometimes not always good, you know, with following a, a particular faith or a particular person. So when I hear Elizabeth talk about, yes, yeah, she's so right with this online dating. Let's be real. There are some red flags. You have to ask your question in, in the full scope or grand scheme of being compatible. Can you manage those red flags with this person? Does the overall compatibility effect take hold more so than a small, I don't know, maybe minuscule red flag that may be waving its little head. Uh, So compatibility doesn't mean you have to be perfectly matched. I know people say, oh, we're perfectly matched. Uh, Maybe from what you've seen thus far, one to another, or maybe because of your interactions, you know, going out, being in the bed, such as we are, thus the term and topic and the show bed talks, Talking about those things that you do find you have in, 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 in common, those things that you do find you like uh, together, you enjoy together, you even in disagreements. Let's be real. There's been times Elizabeth did not like certain factors of K-Soul. That's fine. And vice versa. Believe it or not, audience. But overall, I'm like, man, this woman is something else. I'm so in tune with her and vice versa. So when we hear red flags, I don't want people to get so afraid. Oh, we're not compatible. I saw a little red flag. You have to, you really have to determine, can I manage that little red flag? If I was to put both the little red flag on the scale of being compatible and being compatible totally outweighed that little red flag. Now you have to decide, wow, can I manage that red flag or vice versa? 
And little red flags could be communication styles. Some people are more verbose. They mm -hmm. use a lot of words. Mm -hmm. Some people are more showing it in their actions, right, how they feel. Some people are quiet and they process. So that isn't necessarily a deal breaker. That's just managing how to communicate with each other better. Gotcha. True. That's but I true. think, I mean, the key with the red flags is knowing deal breakers. Like, what are things you just can't deal with? Like, for some people, if faith is important to them, they're not going to be comfortable with the atheist. That's a real, to me, that could be a real Good deal point. breaker in that type of relationship. But if there's two people that have, um, you know, a spiritual foundation, they may come together and merge a way to, to you know, share uh, or practice a common faith, right? Um, or even a common a common practice. There's an old term I we hear, the, the, the old ladies or old, you know, women who've been married for eons. They say, you know, he was the, he was the toast to my butter. <laughs> And when you hear that, he was the toast to her butter is simply saying we're compatible. Now, it may not be the, the, the most rich butter that I like. And as a matter of fact, the toast may be slightly burnt, but the, that just says so much. And when you know that you're not compatible, another term is summer and winter were not supposed to fall in love. I heard that once. Summer and winter are not supposed to fall in love because they're not compatible. They're two separate, two opposite sides of the seasons. So compatible can happen in, in more ways than one, as uh, Elizabeth has said. And, and in so many ways, it shows that you're not compatible. But nonetheless, the power of compatibility is a needed asset. I, and I like the summer and winter analogy because technically, when you look at summer and winter, each has its beauty, right? Mm -hmm. um, that first snowfall and snowflakes and the things you could do in wintertime, there's some fun things. It's kind of cold. I'm a, I'm a summer girl. You can find compatibility in both. Right. If you, you could, think about but you, it. But there's beauty in How both. How you view and it, though, right, as you said. It's right. all perspective. And right. I, you know, and uh, Kay has sent me an article recently about a couple that had been married 82 years. Yes, 82 years, almost a century of wow. time with each other. and Not 82 years old, married for 82 years. Yeah, and still <laughs> like smiling and laughing. And they asked them, like, what was the thing that made their relationship stick? Because we're all looking for longevity and that secret potion. Mm -hmm. and, and what they said was pretty simple. We find more to share in common and to, to talk laugh about, about and to talk laugh about, about and not fuss about not fuss about so it doesn't mean that they're <laughs> ignoring the issues or that they mm -hmm. haven't had challenges with each other mm -hmm. but they're recognizing and really focusing on the good parts and i mean that's a testimony i can't even imagine 82 years of being 82 married to somebody. years of smelling someone's feet washing <laughs> their drawers dealing with terrible cooking no i'm just playing <laughs> he they, had to go there <laughs> i'm just playing no they obviously really have some some awesome i don't see how you cannot have more um, positive, more fun, fulfilled moments than negative to be together with anybody. You all have to understand, I don't know what it means to be with someone for 20 plus years straight, you know, let alone 82. God willing, I'll live to see 82. And Eno will be right alongside with me living to see 82 plus years, um, well into the hundred. Oh, and one thing she did not mention is, yes, for those of you who are wondering, well, 82, that means they had to get married at nine or 10 years old. <laughs> no, Johnny, no, Sarah. They actually are 103. The husband is, I think the husband was 103 and the wife was 101, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they were in their Amazing. So like, you know, when we first saw the article stated, wow, that means they got married what did you say? You're the it mathematician. Must, maybe in their 20s, they had to be married. In their 20s. So, mm -hmm. um, but look, guys, again, for you freaks out there, if you are disappointed with, this is not bad talks, <laughs> y'all are not talking about what we want to hear, then you always have those 
other unhealthy uh, uh, websites <laughs> that uh, pretty much bring viruses onto your computers. All right. But we're going to just try to just keep it just as, as simple as possible, because, again, we have some of the most astounding conversation talks while lying down, lounging, sitting on the sofa in a relaxed state. Yeah, and and that just being said, we try to bring real-life topics because we are a real couple. We go through real-life situations just like you do. And I think that the more we can have these open dialogues about how to get through certain things, it just makes everyone stronger. And on that note, um, we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you for joining us. And we hope to see you on a future episode. She said me don't make it on so much girl won't give me pleasure. But so much mean nothing if my other girl must suffer. Cause girl I you mean love. You mean love. What kind of other girl you come and tell me about no